Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And this week we have a guest from Bryce Legal. So you guys have definitely heard of Bryce Legal by now if you've been listening to the podcast these past few weeks. And we have an episode all about judicial clerkships. Now for us, judicial clerkships are kind of like a mystery. We really didn't know much about them. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys are wondering like, what the heck is a judicial clerkship? How do I get one? Like what, why should I even want to get one? So this episode will answer all of your questions and definitely just save it too. If you know, right now you're in pre-law and you're like, I don't have time to think about a judicial clerkship, save it for later because it's definitely something that once you're in law school and you start seeing job options, it's something that could be very interesting to do. All right, let's dive in. Please help me welcome our guest, Miss Jessica Mullery. Hi, Jessica. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We are doing good. So, Jessica, tell us and our listeners a little bit about yourself. So, I am a career coach and resume writer with Bryce Legal Career Council. Um, Bryce Legal offers services um, to law students and lawyers at all phases of their career. I love what I do, and uh, I arrived there in a very nonlinear way after having a traditional legal career um, and then moving into a sort of alternative legal career path. So why don't we go to the beginning of your legal career and, you know, what made you want to go to law school? Well, uh, I attended Rutgers University for undergrad and I took a law and politics course in my sophomore year. And that's when I was introduced to case law and precedence. And I was just fascinated by it. That following summer, I interned with a boutique law firm specializing in family law. Um, and I love that too. It was obviously very litigation heavy, um, yeah. but I also loved really working with the clients. I was lucky to be yeah. with a firm where, you know, they let me in the room with the clients and I saw these issues being, you know, dealt with firsthand. Um, and so, you know, that led to the LSAT, attending law school. So where'd you go to law school? I went to Cardozo. Woohoo. We have... We're going to add you to our list of people that we have chatted with from Cardozo. We we love that law school. So tell us, how was your experience? What were your ups and downs while you were at Cardozo Law? Um, I mean, obviously, law school is tough. You both yeah. know that it's the premise of your, your podcast. Um, I found it much more challenging than undergrad. 
Um, I was also very active in law school. So, you know, I was co-president of the Women's Law Student Association. Uh, I basically had an internship every semester and every summer while also, you know, being on journal. So it was busy and it was tough, but it was great. Um, you know, I don't think I would really go back and change many things. So what would be your current top tip for any law student? That is so tough to just stop at one top tip. Um, if If I have to give one top tip for a current law student, I really would encourage you to be active outside of your classes. So don't just focus solely on class. Get out there and do internships. And I don't just mean summer internships. Uh, think about what you're interested in. Get an internship that pursues that route, right? If you think you're interested in transactional work, go get a, an internship that you know focuses on those skills. And if you hate it, that's fine too. You've learned something. You've learned to rule something out. I think it's, it's great to get experience in that way to find out what you do like. It's obviously also a resume builder. Um, sometimes I work with recent law grads who, you know, really haven't done any internships, not even summer internships, journals, anything like that. And I can't help you. There's nothing I can do for you as a resume writer if there's nothing for me to put on your resume. So I think that would be my top tip. That's a good one. So tell us, what was your first job out of law school? My first job was a judicial clerkship. Woo! Okay, so that is what we are here to talk about. So tell us what your experience was like with that. So I had a somewhat unique experience in that I clerked for the appellate division in the Superior Court of New Jersey. That is the intermediate appellate uh, court in New Jersey. So just a step before the New Jersey Supreme Court. So that was very legal writing and research intensive. There was an interaction really with any uh, litigants, um, whereas opposed to a trial court clerkship, you know, you're very in it. You're in that courtroom every day. You know, you're interacting uh, with the litigants. So it was my my experience was a little bit different, but I I loved that kind of intensive writing and research. So that's why I went after that. So how did you get this clerkship and, you know, did it, was it an interview process? Did you just reach out? You know, how did you get that job? I think um, there were a few things that helped me stand out. I had completed a judicial internship. So that showed interest in working with the judge and experience being in a judge's chambers Um, I am also from New Jersey and had attended Rutgers, which, you know, that connection is is very much there. So, you know, I made sure to highlight that information as well. And I think the third thing um, that really helped get the clerkship was my experience on a journal. So, you know, I had published a note and then I became a note editor my third year of law school. So tell us about what exactly is a judicial clerkship and, you know, from my experience, I've heard about being a clerk in federal court, but clearly there's options in state court too. So can you just kind of give us an overview of what it looks like? Yeah, I'm, I'm always so intrigued by how much of a mystery this is for law students. And this is why I love shedding light on this. Yeah. So a judicial clerkship is a postgraduate position. Um, it's usually one to two years and they can be at the state level. Um, you know, the trial court, 
intermediate appellate court, and then you have the highest courts, the, the court of last resort. Um, and then it's it's the same with a federal clerkship, right? You could have a clerkship with a U.S. district court, U.S. courts of appeal, and then the very select few that clerk for Supreme Court justices. So you did the state state appellate court level. Right. And I've heard that, like you said, it's very writing intensive and it's a great opportunity to really learn and master those legal research and writing skills. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, I think with an appellate level clerkship, you were dealing with the record on appeal. Um, so I would have one of those come my way every two weeks and it would just sometimes be boxes and boxes of the trial record. Um, so, you know, it's reviewing all of that trial practice, all of the motions submitted, and then, you know, obviously conducting the research and drafting memoranda on legal issues on appeal. Trial court law clerks, um, do do legal research and writing a, a good amount of memoranda drafting and obviously drafting opinions as well. I don't think it's as intensive, but it is just as valuable an ex- experience. So what does a day-to-day look like typically? So day-to-day, again, it depends somewhat on the clerkship, but um, a trial court clerk will likely be um, sitting next to the judge in court um, while the judge is hearing motions. Um, they help with organizing the judge's calendar and liaising with litigants. Um, they review motions, they perform legal research, and they will draft a memo to the judge recommending a disposition for a motion. Um, similar for appellate clerks, whether they're at the federal or state level, the difference there is they're not in court. They are strictly in chambers, um, reviewing those those enormous records on appeal and conducting intensive research and writing. So sometimes we hear, oh, law clerks, you know, out in the law firm world, especially during law school. So how, you know, as someone applying for jobs, you know, how do you distinguish this position that we're talking about from these other clerk positions we might see out there? I think, um, so the postgraduate position that is a judicial clerkship, also known okay. as um, a law clerk, that specifically applies to clerks working with judges. It is a postgraduate position, not to be confused with um, positions that a law student, um, a law student working for a judge is a judicial intern. Okay. There can be law clerks within law firms. Those are usually... Um, post-grad students who haven't passed the bar yet, right? So you can't refer to them as a paralegal. They're not a paralegal. They have a JD, but they're not yet barred. So okay. referred to as law clerks within firms. Okay. So you look for that judicial. Obviously, it's with the judge. Right. And I'm sure they're very selective. So how do you go about identifying these jobs and when should you, if you're interested in something like this? So I think it is like many things in law school where Yes, it's competitive and you need to get an early start. I would say that if you have any interest in clerking, go after a judicial internship at some point, whether it's one all summer or, you know, fall of your one all year um, to get an idea of whether that's something you want to do. It's great exposure and insight into a clerkship. A judicial intern will likely be working with the judge's law clerk. Um, 
I recommend getting started early in terms of strategy as well and thinking about your applications. That means obviously, like we've discussed earlier, uh, you know, getting experience through internships. Um, I think journals are really important. I think judges, particularly uh, appellate level judges and federal judges look for that kind of participation, Um, publication if possible. And I think also important, start thinking about letters of recommendation. Um, That means establishing a relationship with a professor or a mentor or a supervisor. So you can make sure you have a good recommendation when it comes time to apply. So why should students be looking into applying for judicial clerkships? You know, what are some of the perks or what are some of the avenues after the clerkship that they can pursue? Right. This is another area of mystery for law students that I'm so intrigued by. And I I found a lot of them have this impression of clerkships being not so valuable. And I'm so intrigued by that because they are just an incredible way to transition from law school, right? All of this study um, to to practice, right? It's almost like a buffer between law school and um, working at a firm where you are intensely busy and, you know, perhaps you have billable hours. I think the clerkship is a great way to kind of segue into that, right? Um, I think they're great if you're interested in litigation, you are really going to, again, hone those writing and research skills. You're also going to gain exposure to litigation, right? Um, So I think it gives you insight into litigation, the judicial process, what happens in chambers. It also gives you insight into what good lawyering is and what not so good lawyering is, right? So, you know, you'll see in court lawyers the way they are, you know, strategizing in terms of their writing for motions, as well as their arguments. And the judge will probably give you some insight into that as well. So, I mean, it's, it's so helpful on so many avenues. I think that there's no better experience you can have as a young law student, baby lawyer, than to watch people argue in court, especially if you want to be a litigator. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So how would you recommend students to form relationships with judges and like ask for a clerkship after graduation? You know, is that a way to go about it too? That is definitely a way to go about it. There's a lot of judges who will hire their judicial interns as clerks upon graduation, right? Um, It takes a lot of work for a judge to interview and find a law clerk and Many of them want to expedite that. And if they're happy with your work as a judicial intern, they're happy to take you on as a clerk. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. 
It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. And I also have a question, I guess, because I haven't heard about it much. Um, Do you take the bar as normal when you're going to do a clerkship or do you take it after the clerkship or how does that work? This is another um, great reason why, you know, it's a buffer. Um, You do take your bar as you normally would. Uh, Hopefully you pass and um, you get admitted while uh, you're clerking. So, and then, you know, you have your, your license to practice, um, you have a clerkship under your belt, um, and you're, you're good to go. It sets you up quite nicely. Another fun thing is when you are admitted during your clerkship, a lot of times the judge for, for whom you're clerking will swear you in. Yeah. It's, it's a really unique, unique experience. It's just like that mentorship, it just continues on. And I know for me as a young baby lawyer, law student, you know, I think mentorship is just one of the most important things that we can have and the ability to ask questions and talk about it because that's really all the law is, is, you know, playing sounding board for each other and bouncing ideas back and forth. And then, you know, memorializing that into arguments, briefs, motions, things like that. So I think working with a judge is like you said, an invaluable experience. Yeah, and you you made a great point there. Um, it is mentorship a lot of times for life, right? So um, it's it's so rare to have that in a legal position, especially upon you know immediately upon graduation, to have that close relationship because it really is you just working in chambers with the judge. Um, so it is that you know great opportunity to ask those questions of somebody who is you know, has so much experience and insight into the judicial process and law. Do you see most judicial law clerks becoming judges in later in their careers? I mean, I imagine some of them do. Um, if, they, if they see the process and say, this is what I want to do, I think there is a lot of work and experience that needs to happen between a judicial clerkship and uh, a judgeship but it's, it's a good step in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Jessica, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell everyone where they can find you if they want to chat more with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on the Bryce Legal Career Council uh, website. Um, I am also on LinkedIn, of course. And yes, thank you so much for, for having me. Thank you. Judicial clerkships. It's crazy because 
I have an opportunity to potentially work with a judge. And I was asking Jessica questions like, what happens if I don't get offered pay? And like, how do I have that conversation? And as you get into pre-law law school, you realize, oh my gosh, there's so many options out there to do. And there's so many different avenues I could go down. But the craziest thing of all is that some states have specific programs for judicial clerks. And I know Oklahoma has staff attorneys, and so we don't necessarily do that. But the federal clerk, the federal court system here in Oklahoma does do judicial clerkships, and they're so prestigious. So I think for so long, that's why we were under this like myth that they weren't really for everybody and that you, you know, what exactly it was. So I just was so happy that Jessica could like demystify what judicial clerkships are and how you can get them and also how you can do some research on your own to like figure out what kind of attorney setup, clerkship setup they have in your state. And we know a few people who will be doing like clerkships and then going off to work at a firm. So like that's definitely a route too. I think it's just a great way to get a lot of experience in a short amount of time, you know? Absolutely. And I want to say too, that the person that we know that's doing that is absolutely in the top of our class and is one of those guys at school that we're just like, oh my gosh, she's so smart and he has his shit together, you know? (laughs) So I think that's also like going back to why I felt like this was a mythical unicorn type situation. And then little did I know that I have an opportunity to potentially work with the judge and do some clerkship type things, but also like a lot of the state court's opportunities that I've applied for, you know, or that I talk with people, they're not necessarily paid. And so, like I said before, having that conversation and we'll keep you posted on that, how that goes and our journey, you know, looking for clerkships and stuff too. And if any of you guys are out there and you're going to work for a judge in a certain state, um, federal or state court, let us know. We'd love to talk to you more about it and maybe do like a quick interview so that we can have other listeners understand you know, real students' ways of getting those jobs and also different states because, like I said, Texas and Oklahoma don't necessarily do what New Jersey does, like Jessica talked about. So um, I'd be interested to know what states do have programs. Also, like Haley said, that if you are doing a judicial clerkship, let us know because I would love to see a day in the life Um, just because I feel like, you know, what happens behind closed doors, like, well, obviously you're not going to like film the whole thing, but I just like to know, you know, like, what do you do? Where do you sit? Who do you talk to? You know? Right. I would just like for them to like tell us, give Mm -hmm. a little play by play, you know, you don't have to show everything. Um, But just chatting with us and chatting with the listeners and the followers about what it's like to work for a judge and what part of the system they're in are they in appellate court or supreme court you know are they state court federal court all those things i think those really come into play with and also i mean i think that they do but in reality it could be kind of the same no matter where you go you're going to do these x y and z things and then you're also going to have conversations with the judge and i think it's just really like a great experience to build relationship and you know for me a judge is like a very knowledgeable, experienced person. Yeah. So just having that person as like a mentor and a role model and a boss, yeah. like I can, I feel like that's so, 
useful, you know, they probably know like think about how many attorneys go in front of them and the connections they make. And I mean, it's just a world of opportunities and I know we're like hyping this up, but it's really like something you guys should look into if you have the opportunity to do so. So on that note, please let us know if you are doing a judicial clerkship or interning for a judge. We'd love to know what your day looks like and kind of like what you do day to day. Um, follow us on Instagram at Ladies Who Law School Podcast. And also don't forget to go to BriceLegal.com and look at all the wonderful people that are on there. And if you need any help getting a job or any of that, they can help you with that because that's what they're there for. And Jessica is obviously, she's done judicial clerkship, so she can walk you through the entire process um, and basically hold your hand and make sure that everything is going correctly. Yeah. Also, shout out to all of our Cardoza listeners, law school listeners or alumni. Jessica went to Cardoza and was also the career services director before she joined Bryce Legal. So, you know, we told her, we're like, oh my gosh, we love we love your school and we love all the people from your school. So remember, don't forget about your alumni. Look up people in your network from your school and reach out to them. But seriously, we love our people in New York. I guess this is a good time. Just, you know, side note, make a LinkedIn if you haven't yet and start adding alumni from your law school. I'm telling you guys, it's a great way to just connect and get your face out there and, you know, if you meet them at an alumni event and you've already added them on LinkedIn, they can be like, oh yeah, I saw you on LinkedIn. You know, It's just an easy way to network, guys. Absolutely. And I think I said Cardoza, but I meant Cardozo. I think. <laughs> Who knows, right, guys? We are in the middle of finals, y'all. <laughs> and granted, we are three L's, but that doesn't mean that it's not stressful. Yeah. And um, yeah, so our brains are kind of mush. We'll definitely give you guys like a rundown of like finals and all of that and updates once it's all over um so bear with us if we're not you know as active on insta i know you're just like waiting for us to post all the time or reply to your messages (laughs) (laughs) right we will get we will get back to your messages eventually and if you've emailed us we will get back to you soon finals are over on friday so just patiently wait please All right, guys. Well, you guys keep studying hard and stay safe and stay healthy out there. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.